Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm so excited to share with you some incredible interviews with wonderful entrepreneurs, business owners, and amazing people in my life that are practicing gratitude, self-love, and living with kindness. I also sprinkle in a few solo episodes, and occasionally you'll see family members join in for the fun as well. Hey friends, very excited to share a solo episode of the podcast with you that I recorded today. And I wanted to tell you something though before we got into the episode because I forgot to mention it. So the other night I saw this breathtakingly epic sunset. And the story behind it is that I wasn't feeling really good that night. I mentioned actually in the podcast that I suffer from endometriosis and I was dealing with cramps. I'm like, all I want to do was stay in bed with my hot pad. But then I could see that the clouds in the sky looked really promising. And I was like, I, I feel like I need to go to the beach tonight. So, you know, popped a couple Advil, grabbed my bathing suit and the kid and the dog. And we went down to our local beach and the tide was at the perfect place. And so I waded out into the water with my phone, which is how I take all my photos. And the sky started to change and it became absolutely breathtaking. It is one of my top, I would say top three sunrise sunsets, you know, overall that I remember in my life. Like I, there are some times when I just can't forget what the sky looked like. And this was one of them. And what's really incredible is because I was in the water taking photos, I got a really, really different perspective than I ever had before from capturing the sunset. So the clouds were just otherworldly. And crazily enough, about 10 minutes after we got home, we got this incredible lightning show and thunderstorm, which are very, very rare on Vancouver Island. So If you want to check out this photo, it is now available in my shop. You can go to wakeupwithgratitude.com and take a look in the shop. It's a print. It's called Stunning Summer Sunset. It's also available as a canvas. If you want to see the whole entire set of photos from that beautiful sunset, just go to my Facebook page or Instagram, Wake Up With Gratitude photo, both on Facebook and Instagram. Of course, the links can be found in the show notes as well. Well, enough of that. Let's get into this episode that I recorded just for you. Hello, friends. It's Julie Boye here, and I want to welcome you to this episode of the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. This is going to be one of my solo episodes. I was looking back, and it's been quite some time since I've taken a moment to chat with you directly. I've been sharing a lot of amazing interviews and a lot of incredible people that I really want you to know better. So I do recommend you go back and maybe catch up on some of the episodes if this is maybe your first visit to the podcast. But I felt it was time to connect directly with all of you. You know, now we're at the end of August, 2020. We've been living inside this global pandemic basically since March of this year. and. It feels like things are changing all the time and our lives are upside down in so many ways. And in other ways, for many of us, things are actually going really, really well, which is sometimes an interesting feeling to have. You know, when you know that so many others are going through a challenging time, um, sometimes it can feel strange or even difficult to celebrate your own successes because of what's kind of going on on a global basis. 
what I really want to connect with you about right now is I want to talk about some of the things that I've been doing to not only get through these times, but to find a way to actually create more success, to bring more abundance into our lives, regardless of what the outside circumstances might be. So the first thing I want to kind of get back to is to talk about what we're doing first thing in the morning. Now, I did record a while ago a whole entire podcast about waking up with gratitude, but I'm guessing some of you might not have been here in the beginning. So I want to review some of the things that I find really important to focus on when you're starting your day. And this is called the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast for a reason. Uh, Just if you're not sure about my story or maybe to catch you up, many years ago, I was pregnant for the third time. I have one child. She's almost 10. She's doing amazing. But I had two other pregnancies after her and both ended with miscarriage. And after the second miscarriage, unfortunately, I experienced a life-threatening bacterial infection that put me in the hospital for almost two weeks. And one of those weeks, I was in a medically induced coma. At that time, um, for the first few days, my family didn't know whether I was going to make it or not. And of course, you know that the story has a happy ending because here I am. And I don't remember a lot about that time. Um, You know, when you're in a medically induced coma, they... You're not asleep all the time. They bring you in and out of sleep. And, you know, my husband said I was very upset when they would kind of bring me back uh, more awake and very agitated, which is fairly normal. But uh, I do remember waking up after being asleep, uh, you know, for that week and, you know, being extubated. So I couldn't really speak because it had, you know, the tube for a week. My, My throat was obviously really raw and dry and I couldn't really speak. I could barely hold a pen. I couldn't write. But I remember one of the first things I reached for was my gratitude journal. Because you see, I had brought my gratitude journal with me to the hospital. It is such an ingrained part of how I live my life that even though I was going to the hospital and might not have been coming home, the gratitude journal came with me and was on my bedside table in the ICU. So that time in my life where I almost lost my life, where it had a tremendous impact on my family. My daughter was four at the time. I do think that, you know, she, that shaped some of her experiences later, that fear of losing her mother. I know it affected my husband in, in some pretty difficult ways, which he doesn't really talk about and that's okay. Um, I know it affected my family in, in many different ways and it really changed how I choose to live my life. You see, I'd been living with gratitude and practicing gratitude for many years before then. But in that moment where you're so sick and you just might not make it, the respect for life really does change. And it's been almost six years now, and I still feel that most days I truly wake up with that feeling of being grateful for the gift of another day. So some of the simple things uh, for my morning routine, you know, I do start with my mantra and this is the one that's really non-negotiable for me. And that's, I say the words, thank you for this gift of another day and the opportunity to be of service to others and to make a difference in this world. And I believe actually that is paraphrased from something I'd learned from Dr. Wayne Dyer many, many years ago. 
but I've, I've sort of made it my own and it's, it's just something I say to start the day. Now that is the one thing that's kind of non-negotiable. There are so many other things that I do to start my day to help me to remember to start with gratitude. The name of my alarm uh, is set to I am grateful. So you can change, if you're using your phone for alar- your alarm, you can change the name of it. So mine says I am grateful. When I, so when I set my alarm, it reminds me. And I often will go to the beach in the morning and take photos of the sunrise. You, if you haven't visited my shop yet, um, that's what I do is I love to take photos of the sunrise. I love to, you know, be able to drive to the beach in anywhere from five to about 15 minutes and just be there for the sunrise, mostly alone. Sometimes some of my photographer friends are there too, or maybe an early morning jogger or dog walker, but in general, it's just me in the beach and the sunrise. And I'll repeat my mantra. I'll ground myself on the sand and just think of all the reasons why I'm grateful to be alive. And on my most difficult days, I will do that. You know, when things are really challenging, I will make sure that I get up and go to the beach because of that feeling of grounding myself in gratitude, which you can do anywhere. Listen, you can ground yourself in gratitude right where you are right now while you're listening. Maybe not if you're driving your car, but these days I know a lot of us are at home a lot of the time. You can ground yourself with gratitude anywhere. Where you are right now, you can just step outside maybe, put your feet in the grass and you know feel the energy of the earth. I choose to do it at the beach. It's one of my favorite places to go. If I can't make it to the beach, of course, I can do it like you right where I am. Other ways that I start my day with gratitude, I have a morning gratitude practice. So before I take my phone off airplane mode, I write in a note on my phone and I write what I'm grateful for. And I write things that I'm truly grateful for. I love writing, you know, I'm grateful that I'm up for the sunrise. I'm grateful that I saw an amazing sunset last night. Um, And I'll also write the challenges that I'm going through and I'll write them with gratitude, which doesn't necessarily make sense. And I know that that might be difficult to understand. So for example, like, um, you know, I don't know if you follow me on social media, but every month I deal with endometriosis, which is one of the reasons why I am very lucky to have one child and likely the reasons I had two miscarriages following. So I've had endometriosis since I was, you know, a teenager and every month I deal with cramps and cramping and pain and a lot of discomfort and Um, some months are better than others. I've learned to manage it as best as I can, but I'll write in my gratitude. You know, I'm truly grateful to have cramps today. And it sounds interesting, but it, it reminds me of perspective. Okay. Yes, I have cramps today. It sucks, but sometimes, you know, for me a day with cramps is a forced day off and some days I can handle it. But if my stress is really high, like it was this week, it was a, it was a tough day. Very difficult. I spent the day in bed Uh, but I had picked up a book from the library, a fiction book, and I started reading it. And I kind of, you know, in between napping and the hot pad and the Advil, I was reading my book. So it was, you know, am I glad that I, you know, was forced to spend the day in bed with a hot pad when it was like 90 degree weather? No, but I just find little things to be grateful for even when things are going really, really hard. So that's one of the things that I do is I write this note in my phone and then I send it to a friend. And we've been doing this for over a year. She sends me back her gratitude, although I will call her out if she's listening. She has not been as good at replying, but it doesn't matter because 
it's actually not about her, the practice. It's about my accountability to someone and it's private. You know, we don't, we don't call each other out on things we've written in gratitude unless we want to talk about it. It's a way of staying accountable and it's a way of saying, you know what, I'm, I'm writing this gratitude and someone else is waiting to receive it. You could do the same thing in the evening as well. You could share your gratitude with someone in this way and then it's a good way to get that habit going. I was just scrolling through Twitter. Yeah, I'm spending more time on Twitter these days and uh, I basically unfollowed like any news things, but I follow a lot of my friends from the Twitch community. If you've been listening into our podcast lately, I had my first guests besides my husband who is from that Twitch community uh, with my friend Christian, who's also known as Haters. He was just on uh, a previous podcast sharing some of his story. So a lot of that community spends a lot of time on Twitter. And I saw a really good reminder of a, you know, one of those Buddha quotes, which whether it comes from Buddha or not, I don't really know. So I don't know exactly who to attribute it to, but it was basically, is just to treat everyone with kindness because you don't know what difficulties they're going through at the time. I... I think perhaps that because I show up with gratitude every day, because it's such an important part of my life and who I am and my photography and my cards and all of that, that some might have the impression that I'm going only through really good stuff and only good stuff is happening. And... I will say that for the most part, these past few months for me and my family have been amazing. My husband and I have both had uh, some of our strongest months in business to date. We celebrated the month of July because, you know, for me, I've had my strongest month. I have several different revenue streams. I, you know, I have different businesses that I run and July was just a really strong month for all of my businesses. He has been accomplishing incredible things uh, with his career with Twitch in such a short time with, you know, with, he now works with the developers of the game that he plays with. Like it's been an unbelievably powerful time. And on the other hand, and at the same time through all of this, we're going through some extremely difficult challenges uh, with my family. Now, I'm not going to get into this now. Um, I've sort of alluded to it on different podcast episodes but I was, um, I was listening to uh, another podcast recently and the name escapes me, but, oh, actually, sorry, I was listening. I remember exactly where I heard it. It was Kendra Hall and I was listening to her speak live and she mentioned something about uh, telling stories and how when you're in the middle of the story and it hasn't come to the resolution and the lesson isn't crystal clear yet, then it's best to wait to share that story because you don't know how it ends. And so a story without an ending really doesn't have a place yet. So that's where I am. I'm in the middle of this story that's been going on for several months. It's been weighing very heavily on my husband and I. It's been very difficult. And yet at the same time, we are able to create some of the most powerful months in our businesses that we ever have. And I truly 100% believe that a huge reason for that is the work that I do with gratitude 
and my husband does with gratitude and the way that we choose to frame things and the way that we, you know, future plan and really truly believe that what we're going through now is preparing us for something even better. So I remind us all that it is so important right now that we treat each other with kindness because there is, I promise you that everyone's fighting some kind of battle right now. Uh, everyone's has something about the pandemic that is impacting their lives in likely a negative way. Uh, definitely that's where a lot of our family challenges have come from come from is due to the pandemic. And we might not see it and we might see them show up. And here's the thing. I show up authentically on social media, but that doesn't mean that I tell you every single thing that's happening in my life at every single moment. You know, there are definitely reasons why certain things are kept private, maybe forever. Um, you know, I think about, uh, you know, watching, for example, like our a lovely um, social media influencer who's also someone I'm connected through uh, this great organization, Revolution Her, uh, the Bird's Papaya, Sarah Nicole. So she, you know, she's pregnant with um, her, I think it's her fourth child at, you know, she's an older mom and she kept it private for a really long time. And it's not because she necessarily didn't want to tell people the truth about what's going on, but for some women, you know, pregnancy is something you keep private until you're really ready. Some women choose to keep that private until they've had the child. Other women from the moment they get the positive pregnancy test are sharing it. And it doesn't mean we're not being authentic or honest. It just means that we're being um, comfortable with what we're sharing and what we're being public about because, you know, that's the thing about social media is that it is all public. So getting back to the whole thing about treating people with kindness Maybe someone's Instagram feed does look shiny. Maybe they are showing us the highlights right now. And I'm all for it. I'm all for showing me the good stuff that's going on in your life right now because I know that very likely you are dealing with something difficult right now. I mean, I don't really know any friends who aren't facing challenges right now. I just, it's all about perspective and how you use the mindset and skills that you have to deal with those difficulties. One of the biggest challenges right now, of course, for so many parents is this decision around going back to school. What do I do, right? Do I send my kids back? Do I send them back part-time? Do I keep them home? It is a very difficult and convoluted conversation. And I think the one most important thing to say to someone who you know expresses their opinion on what they've done and chosen for their children is you're doing a great job and i'll often say congrats for making a decision because the hardest thing right now is making that decision and respecting that we are all going to have so many different views and mindsets and i mean i don't think there's ever been a time in my life where I've had such opposing and polarizing opinions from some of the people that I'm closest to. And yet, <laughs> we still love each other and care about each other. And this ability to treat people with kindness, this ability to have respect for other people's opinions, 
even though they may be very different from ours, has never been more important because we're going to come out of this either closer together or further apart. And I feel that in some ways, getting closer with those that are treating you with kindness and respect is really important. And creating distance between you and those that are treating you in a toxic way is just as important. So that's something to think about when you're, you know, making these decisions and thinking about who's supporting you and who's not and why they're not supporting you or, you know, what that conversation looks like. Really understanding that our bubble is smaller and it's going to be smaller for some time, but we can now choose who we put into that bubble. Are we spending time with people who lift us up and make us laugh and have a good time? You may have heard in a previous podcast with my husband that I started uh, doing streaming on Twitch. So basically what it means is I play video games live. So it's a live stream on the service called Twitch TV. And I play, basically I play two games. One's called Borderlands 3, which is my husband, the game my husband is really known for. And then this brand new game called Fall Guys, which is like, it's sweeping the nation. And if you don't have it, and you have either a, a you know PC or a PlayStation, you must download this game because it's hours of fun. And I interact with chat. So people are like typing in a chat and it's live and I'm interacting. And then I'm also playing, you know, the game through an audio party with friends. And some of these people have become my real good friends during this time, people that I will likely never meet in person. And, but they're people that I look forward to spending time with most nights. And it's such a different way of spending time with people that I never imagined, but I'm part of this community that's so positive and uplifting and the laughter and the joy that we have and what that does is the more time I spend with a positive community that lifts me up and that makes me feel good is that it crowds out the negativity. So it allows, you know, one of the biggest things I love about streaming is that I can't do anything else while I'm streaming. I can't be scrolling on my phone. I can't be watching Netflix. I, you know, I'm actually often interacting with my family because the three of us will play together, you know, on the couch. It's so much fun with this Fall Guys game, but my point is like, my focus is on the community. My focus is on the people in the game. My focus is just having fun. And it's very, very, very powerful. So ask yourself right now, like, where is my community? Where am I spending time with them? Uh, we miss, of course, we miss getting together in person. Of course, that's difficult. However, going forward, you know, creating communities online and virtual communities is not going to go away. And I think it's going to get even better um, as technology improves and the different ways that we can communicate with each other without living or leaving our homes is really going to change. So getting back a little bit to the schooling thing, I do want to mention a little bit about what our experience has been. So we're, let's see, it's been, it was two years in February. So I guess we're two and a half years. Oh my gosh, two and a half years of my daughter no longer attending traditional school. And the one thing that I want to mention, which a lot of 
families might be struggling with about, you know, keeping their kids home, whether it's homeschooling or unschooling or, you know, doing classes from home that their, their district or school board is providing is that it took us over a year to really figure this out. And we ran into a lot of roadblocks. There was a lot of arguing. My daughter learns in ways that are different than me. So the stuff that I was trying to push her to do, she was resisting because she doesn't learn in the same way as me. And it has been a real journey to understand how my daughter learns best and to let go of the fact that she's not learning a traditional curriculum and that's okay. Again, you may choose to follow your school's curriculum and that's okay. But for our family, what we found that works is really, it's so funny. I remember first reading about child-led learning and, you know, letting your kids with their interests and, and follow things. And I was like, I don't understand how that actually works. Like I really was very confused about this, letting your kids' imagination lead their learning. And it's because it takes time to unlearn the way that, you know, the way that they're programmed to work in school right? There's a very specific way that we learn and do things at school. Like just for example, my daughter actually does like to do workbooks, especially, especially math. However, it takes her a very long time to work through the math. She can do it and she does it well and she enjoys it. But sometimes it can take her an hour to do one page, but she will sit there for an hour and do one page that isn't possible in a traditional school system. It's just not, right? And so it leads to frustration of not being able to do things quickly. It doesn't mean she's not doing it correctly. It's just that's how she works. And also the amount of projects and things that she's created without any input from me at all is really, truly incredible. The creative play that has emerged from, she is an only child. So she often is responsible for creating her own play for entertaining herself. And she, for example, she got into these, um, these Shalake courses. So Shalake is a brand of higher quality toys. They're almost like figurines, but you can play with them, but they're very sturdy. They're going to last a long time. And they're, they are more costly because of the higher quality of the product. So her friends, you know, they have a small group. It's been really great. They've had this little bubble of, you know, five girls in the cul-de-sac near our house. And they've been playing together since uh, early pandemic where I remember when they first started playing together at the beginning, they were all, they would play outside, but each person in their little, like six feet away. So they weren't even, you know, close and interacting. And uh, of course that's, you know, different now. Uh, but so she got into these horses and one day, uh, she wanted to create a barn. She knew I wasn't going to buy her the barn. So she wanted to create a barn. Now, I don't know about you, but I have a lot of cardboard in my house from, uh, packages arriving at my door. And so she's always been creative with cardboard. And so she figured out, I, not even from a video, I don't even know where this idea came from, but she built a barn with like four stalls and places to hang uh, their tack. It 
it's phenomenal. It's actually a work of art and she loves to play with it. And I had nothing to do with it. To me, that is what education looks like, right? Like I think of myself right now as an adult. I, how many businesses have I launched in the past 15 years? Many of them. Some are still going. Others have fallen to the wayside. I can just tell you about the number of failed, you know, webinar ideas and online courses that I have. There's a lot of those that have kind of, you know, they're sitting in the graveyard of my old website. And I just think about all the things that I had to learn in order to, you know, to continue to grow in my business and grow as an entrepreneur. And generally a lot of that was, I taught myself and I learned by watching other people or I'd watch a video or I just practice, you know, I became an excellent photographer through practicing in the month of July, I took 2000 photos on my phone, right? So that's how I became a better photographer. And my child is doing just that. She's learning by doing, she's following her interests. And I don't have to, like, I don't know how many hours she worked on that barn, but I certainly didn't have to ask her to work on this project. So what I'm just offering you to think about is if you've chosen to keep your kids home from school and you're not sure how it's going to work and the online thing does not fit your child's learning style, Give your child space to figure things out. Some kids will need more structure than others. Others might not. One thing I love is that my daughter wakes up when she's done sleeping, which is amazing. It's really good for her to create healthy sleep habits, right? This is, these are things we can teach our children. Healthy sleep habits, helping around the house, making your own meals, right? If your children are home with you, at really at any age, you can ask them to help you to make their lunch, put away the dishes, help you with the laundry, like all of these really important life skills that they're not able to get in school. And maybe it is just temporary and they will go back to school when things are more normal. Why not take this opportunity to teach them things that they wouldn't otherwise have to do? And yes, I work from home and run four different businesses and we figure out how to make it work. It is definitely easier because my daughter is a bit older. When she was younger, it was would have been a much bigger challenge. And it was when she was, we've been doing this for two and a half years, we've really figured it out. But parents, if you're choosing to keep your kids home, I'm so proud of you. And I just want you to know that you're doing a great job and you're not going to figure it out in the first couple months. You got to give yourself some time and you're not losing a year if you're leaving them home nor will you lose the year if you choose to send them. Whatever you choose is the right decision for you and your family, and I 100% support you. If you have more questions about how we do things for our family, I'm happy to support you and to be here for you. So as I wrap up this uh, episode of the podcast, I just want to you know, kind of bring us back to the, the few points that I think are most important for us to take home. So one is that morning routine. How are you waking up with gratitude? How are you starting your days and remembering to be grateful? And even if things are really difficult, remembering that it's super important to treat people with kindness and love because chances are they're also going through a difficult time and they may or may not be comfortable sharing with you. But if we treat everyone like they're going through a challenge that we just don't know about, Um, I think that will be very well received. And also to remember that this is the time to lean into the communities where you're feeling joy and love and being treated with respect and kindness 
and to remove yourself from the people and the groups and the maybe even the family that where you have toxic uh, and dysfunctional relationships. Lean in to where you are treated with love and kindness and remove yourself from those places where you are in toxic and dysfunctional relationships. I realize that I've repeated that because it absolutely should be repeated and well understood. It's been a joy to reach out to you on my own this time. I I know it's been a while since I've done a solo episode. I really appreciate this time with you and, you know, for letting me into your uh, headphones today. Thanks so much friends for listening to the wake up with gratitude podcast. My friend, you did it. You made it all the way to the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking around. I would love it if you take the time to subscribe to the podcast so that when new episodes are released, they're automatically downloaded so you can listen to them anywhere you are. It would really mean the world to me if you would give this podcast a five-star review, should you think that I deserve it, on your favorite podcast app. Thank you so much for taking the 30 to 90 seconds to share your rating and give a little review of the podcast. It helps other people to know if they should be listening to this podcast or not. And of course, if you've listened this far, I know it's made a positive impact in your life. So if it's helped you, do you think you could share it with a friend? Who do you know who could use just a little bit more gratitude and inspiration in their life? And finally, if you're like me and you love talking about gratitude and being grateful and sharing all things related to gratitude, please join our community on Facebook. You can find us under Groups Gratitude Ambassadors, and we'd love to welcome you into our community. Thanks, and we'll see you at the next episode.